It's a very personal, very important thing. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money. I'm rich, bitch! What's up, guys? Welcome back to Under the Covers, presented by No Easy Buckets. It's, uh, it's your host, Jacob. Once again, joined by uh, Money Mike and Clay. Back uh, back after another week, another week on the on the on the bets. What, what's what's going on, guys? How was last what's, weekend? What's good, dude? Yeah, yeah. I mean, on my end, we had a uh, two and three week. You know, we had a couple games not go our way there at the end, but uh, that brings our year long total to sixteen and eighteen. Two games below five hundred, so we're just one good week away from getting back to five hundred and really getting after it. But I feel like this is our week to turn the corner. And uh, produce some winners. Heard that. Well, that's good. Yeah, I picked up a two and three week as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Better than 0 and 5, of course. Um, Of course, you got – I want to just give a big shout-out to Dan Mullen, especially when he uh, almost fought Derek Mason, which would have been a terrible idea, decides to get a last-minute field goal to get us that cover. Um, He didn't have to do that. But we appreciate it. Um, also, I don't know what happened to Missouri, but that over was way off. And Nebraska wins in overtime, but by three instead of four. And I didn't realize Scott how- Frost versus VK. Scott Frost. Man, 0 and 6. Can't catch a break. Yeah. But then Kansas State somehow just screws me. Decides to play well. Okay, OK State is that bad. And of course, fading rice always wins. So hopefully, it's a good week to bounce yeah. off of that. Yeah, tough. I mean, you you know, getting that record back on track. You know, I know uh, trying to stay above five hundred, but going back to real quick that uh, Vandy Florida game, the visual, and I know you guys saw it. Y'all might have been at different games over the weekend, but the visual of Mullen and Mason shouting at each other while the dude's laying on the ground getting medical attention because he may have just gotten knocked out. Is is pretty bad. I mean, two million dollar coaches standing over a kid that's not getting paid, <laughs> just like shouting at each other, having to be held back. It's a great, great visual for college football, college sports. Hey, don't uh, don't leave uh, innocent Todd Grantham out of there. He was getting his f bombs in as well. He was chirping, man. He was. I think he hey, was honestly the one that started it. I, I think he might have, but let's get one thing straight, Dan. You won't know part of Derek Mason. <laughs> that dude is scrappy. He would have had that vest off so quick. Oh, that man. That, that's the guy that you can, you can beat up ten times. He's coming back for number 11. There's no oh, quit in that kid. None. And, you, yeah, you're not – yeah. That would, have been, that would have been a quick fight. Mullen would have found some technicality uh, to, to give himself the win in that one, though. That, that's what would have happened. He would have uh, called some kind of he would have gotten, phantom foul. He, would have got, he probably would have got KO'd and then said after the first punch he dominated the fight or something, one of his yeah. classic Mullen quotes. Yeah, of course. He'd, he'd been playing one-on-one basketball calling fouls, but that's uh, the type of guy Dan is. Um, pr- pretty much. Can we get a uh, Liberty Bowl report from Clay? Oh, yeah. Clay was on site. I know. Hey, we went over, uh, <laughs> went over to Tiger Lane and uh, took in the festivities here in the hometown. The uh, game started at 2.30. Called an Uber over around noon, expecting it to just be absolutely lit with the defending national champions, winners of 18 straight games in town. Uh, let's just say Memphis is in the American Conference for a reason, and their, their nickname is Tiger High for a reason. 
it was a uh, very pedestrian crowd over there. And in the game, 35,000 was pretty much what all that uh, attended. And early in the third quarter, when the rain started, I've never seen a group of people bolt out as fast as they did when the sprinkling started. They lined out on the East Parkway. More traffic at that point than after the game. So, you know, the guys lost by one. Memphis took one on the chin. Probably really going to ruin their season at this point. But uh, it should be disappointed in the fans there and their lack of participation and uh, just the overall environment. I, I was pretty disappointed. I was kind of excited. I thought the top ten team in the nation would really – it would just be on one, as the kids say these days. But uh, it was far from it. So it wasn't one in, one out? My hype about the Liberty Bowl being one in, one out was uh, very misconstrued. You could have been a, went about 20 more thousand in, zero out, and we would have been fine. <laughs> Still would have had some space. Yeah, I mean, that was a good game. I watched a lot of that one because there wasn't much on the 230 slate. Um, I watched that in the Georgia LSU game, and it was a fun game. I mean, the, when the rain came, there was some some fun plays and everything. UCF, you know. Those are the, you know, for them to have their, I guess, lasting playoff hope, you got to win a game like that. But, you know. I knew it was over when Central Florida got that fourth and one 40-yard run touchdown. Like, I was <laughs> like, I think I've got this. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, they didn't cover. But either way, I had them at a tease. And then I took, the, took them money line. And then I took them. Once again, all the spread, it was just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Rainy day. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the – you know, Memphis goes to Missouri this week, so we'll see how their season goes. But nothing else really stood out to me last week. I mean, the Georgia lost to LSU, but it wasn't really that competitive of a game. Um, it wasn't really fun to watch either. I mean, unless you're an LSU fan. It was pretty uh, pretty slow game. A lot of three and outs from Georgia. You know, I don't know if it's a hot take to say they looked bad, but – I mean, they looked bad. <laughs> so, are we are we ever going to eat as much crow as uh, if Ed Orgeron goes ten and two? <laughs> Good calls by us at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, we we will owe him a uh, special apology edition if uh, Ed O manages a ten and two season and gets him in a New Year's Six bowl. Well, they go ten and two. In a six. Yeah. Well, we definitely all picked him to win the. Over seven and a half to win total. So, yeah. Well, I mean, if they, yeah, if they go ten and two, they're getting that. Uh, uh, they're getting a New Year's Day game. Um, but uh, dogs I mean, they got have, them this weekend, man. They yeah, I mean that's big game that's for it. state. Yeah, that'll that'll be in y'all's picks. I mean, they got Alabama later. I mean, they still got a shot, I guess, to you know do something in the West. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. About I mean, technically, that. they control their own destiny. Yeah, if they if they went out, yeah, for sure. Um. Because, I mean, I'm glad we're not playing them off that loss to Florida. That was obviously good that we had the bye week this week. So, um, But, anyway, let's get, uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the picks. Uh, like I said, both of y'all coming off two and three weeks, so we're looking to uh, bounce back this week. A couple, couple five and O's here. Uh, Mike, why don't you lead us off? All right. Well, we've got an early one, 11 a.m., Auburn going to Oxford. Mm. I've got the total at 62. I'm buying the over, and I know I'll probably get a lot of crap for this because it seems high for Auburn to be able to get that many points given how bad their offense is. But let's remember, they're playing Ole Miss's defense. Uh, the over-under has hit seven out of the last ten times for these two teams. 
when they match up. Ole Miss has six out of the last nine on the over and 12 out of the last 16 on the over. You got a horrible defense with a great, pretty good defense. No, a horrible offense with a pretty good defense, and you get a really good offense with a really bad defense. That's just a mixture of it's going to be a scoring frenzy. But I don't think it gets in the 40s necessarily, but at least both teams are going to put up 35 to 38. Um, one additional note is that Jameredith Denson, starting DB for Auburn, has actually suspended the first half for a targeting penalty mm-hmm. last week against Tennessee. I mean, if you saw Tennessee, they – their wide receivers were dominating Auburn's secondary in general. I mean, Ole Miss has way better wide receivers, so I feel like Ole Miss is going to be able to score. It's just Auburn, can you keep up? I think Ole Miss gets those, gets this win, but I think the overs, you know, the more confident thing. Yeah. You got any comments on that one, uh, Clay? Oh, I like that play. Uh, Ole Miss kind of reeling on some bad news, though. They lost uh, star receiver DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. For the rest of the season, his uh, playing days as a Rebel are most likely over. So, it's a tough one for them to swallow, but I like a lot of points to be scored in that game. I'll uh, I'll start out with my first pick with the team that Ole Miss came back and beat last week. we got the Arkansas Razorbacks minus seven at home against the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Uh, I like this game for multiple reasons. I think Arkansas, yeah, they took it on the chin last week. But Arkansas is a first-year head coach with only one win, and this you have to get this game as a first-year head coach. The only other winnable game out of their last five is they have Vandy next week at noon at 11 a.m. as well. So they have two back-to-back games right now. They can win, get a little confidence before they have the stretch run of LSU, Arkansas – I mean, LSU, Mississippi State, and Missouri. So, like, Arkansas in a non-conference game at home this week to avoid – the possibility of 1-11. The new first-year head coach has to get the win. Assistant to the head coach, S.J. Tui, will probably call up a game-winning play for us to get that win. I did not know he was the assistant. <laughs> He's the assistant to the head coach. You know, he went and kicked as a grad transfer at SMU under Chad Morris. It's got to be one of his dad's buddy buddies. So, uh, yeah, he, he's employed at Arkansas now. So, suck it, S.J., with that Rebel win last week. Love wow. It. All right. So you got you got Arkansas taking the uh getting their uh, second win of the season. <laughs> yeah, they uh if you don't win this one, you, you can't go one and eleven as a first year head coach. I don't care what you inherited. No, but this this matchup here is the battle for who's gonna get the to win number two, which is pretty <laughs> sad. Um yeah. Arkansas, they've covered three straight. Uh Ole Miss, Alabama, A and M, those are no cakewalks necessarily and Tulsa you've played I mean they they beat they covered South Florida last week and yeah they almost won South Florida they lost they played a they lost by nine to Arkansas State lost Mm -hmm. by two touchdowns to Temple I feel like if you're if you're Arkansas and you can't win by a touchdown I think Chad Morris better just start packing his bags and go on a three-year vacation I mean (laughs) Yeah, he'll got, get SJ to pack up. He's got to get it. He'll get SJ. You got to get this one. You yeah, have, it's you've got to get this one. Yeah, you can't. You can't go one and eleven. Um, which would be which would be in sights, which it would be possible. So, uh, yeah, I like that one. I like Chad Morris back against the wall. Got to get one. Uh, what's uh, what's your next one, Mike? 
Well, my second game is Louisiana Lafayette at Appalachian State. Another doozy. We got Appalachian State covering 26 and a half. Um, last year, this game was 63 to 17. App State dominated. I feel like this is going to be the same. We got Louisiana Lafayette. They're ranked 96, no, 103rd in defensive efficiency and 130th in special teams efficiency. So they're just really bad. You know, from that sense, Appalachian State, I mean, great offense, third in offensive efficiency. I think they blow the brakes off of them. And, of course, we're going to ride App State because they've covered every game this year. It's yeah. going to be number six. And I just think it won't be close. So, 27 is very doable. Uh, I love that App State pick. You know, they played last week on Tuesday night. You, Mike, actually thought it was Maxion. Not yet, Maxion. It was just a little teaser. A little Tuesday night fun belt is what it was, I believe. But, uh, yeah, App State, they can score in bunches. So, one from a team that can score points in bunches. We'll go my next game, Bandy, Kentucky, under 48.5. This is just a uh, – got a bad Bandy team. Kentucky, we still don't really know what they're about yet. You know, they, they had a couple good wins. But uh, – the last seven games these teams have played, six out of the seven have gone under 48. You know, these teams just don't score a lot of points. I uh, I can see Kentucky rolling at home, even at a 31 to 10 roll would still be under. So I like the under 48 and a half. We missed our under last week by a point. So we're going to get back on the winning under train this week. Bandy, Kentucky in an SEC East shootout where I got Derek Mason beating up on Mark Stoops if they like to get into a fight this week. Hey, guys, we had a slight microphone issue. Uh, if you hear Clay talking back-to-back uh, with his picks, it's not because he just didn't want to stop talking. It's just because the microphone messed up, uh, so we had to uh, fix it differently, and that's how it came out. So uh, back to it. All right, next we're going to go right back. They bucked us last week. But you just got to trust the process. The defending national champions, the UCF Golden Knights, they're minus 21 this weekend at East Carolina. East Carolina, no other way to put it, they're not good. Uh, UCF, they struggled in the rain last week in the Liberty Bowl, got the win, got out of there. That's really all that matters. They didn't cover for us, but it happens. ECU, Really bad. They've lost in the past two weeks by 22 to Houston and 43 to Temple. So, UCF, they're in the stretch run of their season. They're going to need to beat people by 50 to keep that long shot of a playoff chance and hope and hope for some craziness elsewhere around the country to get in. But like UCF, hopefully get some good weather. Mackenzie Milton will roll. We all know how good he is. But I got the Golden Knights riding him again. It's like yeah. the fifth week to do it. I'm pretty sure. But, hey, I mean, whatever works, man. Keep it's going like back App, to the well. It's like App State. It's like um, Washington it's State. Or fatal misplay. Yeah, or <laughs> fatal misplay. I was looking at, mis- yeah, go ahead. I was looking at their uh, schedule rest of the year. I mean, they finish off with Cincy and UCF. This is UCF. They finish off with Cincy and South Florida, which are both kind of ranked, but – they're probably ranked by default with their record now, so it's like uh, they 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 easily could run the table. I think I think they definitely run the table again, which is make an interesting. If they're 
I mean, at the end, they may be in the top five. You go back to back. You go back to back undefeated. What more can you do? <laughs> to be honest, I'm a big fan of putting them in the playoff. I, I, like, if, yeah. if they want to complain, put them in there and either put yeah. up or shut up. Yeah, you you will. It will be solved if you do it. Like, if they go in and they win, then it's a legitimate. They were legitimate all the time. I mean, you can say that their argument was legitimate. If they go in and get embarrassed, it's just like okay, they're, you're not going to get the storyline year after year. So, I and mean, it would shut up the group. The group of five would lose all credibility then. You know, their little yeah pedestal they stand on and say they deserve a shot. So why not let them in? Since we were talking about how much Clay loves UCF. I mean, the pod does love UCF, but we also love Washington State. And we got Mike Leach this week laying two and a half on Oregon. I just can't convince myself to bet otherwise. You can't bet against Mike Leach. They've covered all six games this year, and they've also covered eight out of their last nine at home. Where I see Washington State really getting their edges through the air. Oregon's pass D is actually ranked 89th in the nation. And Wazoo, we got the best number one passing offense in the nation. So I feel like that's going to be some trouble for the Ducks. They just come off, come off a very emotional win against Washington last week. I think it's a hangover game. Plus, Oregon's only covered two games this year out of their six and 0-5 against Leach in their past five. I think we got this with the Mad Professor. <laughs> Gotta love Mike Leach. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mike knows where we ride him to. Yeah, to the abyss. To the abyss. The abyss. Both teams five and one, uh, two and one in the conference. So I mean, these are probably your front runners for now that Stanford's fallen off and that Washington. Well, I mean, Washington only has one conference loss as well, but with them losing to Oregon, uh, you know that that's the tiebreaker. So this is probably your like your top two teams left there. Um, you know, Oregon, a lot of people are on their side. They got the, you know, number one pick probably or the top quarterback for the draft next year. We'll see if they can go on the road and beat beat the professor. So, it's going to be a good test. Probably a good game. I wish it was the, like, like uh, you know, like 10 Eastern or something or like 9 Eastern. I'd love to see this game late night in uh, Wazoo. But it's a uh, game day, I think. It's finally out there. Uh, so. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize. That. I thought it was a later game. No, it's two thirty or four thirty, I think, uh, local time or whatever. And then um, that is uh, that's where college game day is this week. Uh, what's your uh, what's your next one, Clay? All right, we'll turn our attention and we'll do what we don't like to do, but we're gonna have to fade the hometown Tigers this week. They uh, travel to Columbia, Missouri, to play Mizzou. Mizzou is a nine and a half point favorite. I like Mizzou to cover here. Mizzou's had uh, they've had two rough weeks, lost a tight one in South Carolina, and then took it on the chin in Tuscaloosa last week, which happens. But nothing can get your season back on the tracks and rolling like Memphis coming to town. Drew Locke will have a field day against that Memphis defense. Memphis might be able to score early behind our favorite player, Darrell Henderson. But in the end, they will not be able to keep up. And they, they lose a 17-point ball game in Columbia. Memphis falls to 4-4. Four and four. And Mike Norvell, we'll find out about him, see what he can do with four games left on a season where Memphis – Memphis's season was last week. They lost by one in the game they had that they had already won. So, uh, I like Memphis to not cover in a little letdown game this week. Mizzou rolls. Tigers roll. 
And the lose <laughs> over continues to pace up. We need that. Yeah. Missouri's I mean, lost three in a row since they started 3-0. Yeah, I mean, they started 0-6 last year, and they finished 7-6 and or whatever. Yeah. So they're they're getting to that part of the schedule where they know they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. But having a game like or Memphis in the middle of that is not yeah. bad. They're not going to slip up at that one. It'd be yeah. different if they were like four and one right now, or like five and you know, or uh, like four and two, something like that. <clears throat> Maybe you could catch them, but I think Clay's right. Missouri's going to roll. Um, Give Memphis the doubt or benefit of the doubt. They they did cover last week, but had it not been monsooning, I think Central Florida would have covered that no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads me to my third pick, which is the over of this game, total seventy four. I'm all over this over. I I was on this over when I saw it on schedule before the season even started. I didn't care what the number's at. I got to play it. I I have no reason why I shouldn't. Uh, Mizzou, they they did have a tough time last week against Bama, but who doesn't, right? Um, They held Drew Locke to his lowest yards of the year. But for the last five uh, for the Tigers, Mizzou, that is, have hit the over. Um, the only one was that Bama game, of course. But you got – Missouri had three turnovers last week. It didn't help. I think they bounced back, get a lot of air assault all over Tiger High. Uh, and then Missouri's weakness is the passing game. So, I feel like if they can get Henderson out there on some short routes, get him some touches that way, I think Memphis could easily put up a few garbage touchdowns. But I feel like it's a 45-31 type game. Yeah. Yeah, it'll yeah Missouri will cover, but it'll be Memphis will put up a few points too. Be a decent one to watch. Um, so that was your next one, Mike. Uh, over seventy four in Memphis, Mizzou. Uh, what do you got, Clay? All right, last but certainly not least. So uh, I was struggling to find games this week. You know, the schedule's tightening up. This this kind of how it happens in the middle of the year. And then I saw a six and zero team on the road. At four and three Temple, and the six and O team was catching three and a half. So it's probably too good to if it if it's too good to be true, it probably is. This is probably one of those Vegas sucker lines that end up will bite us like it always does. The Cincinnati Bearcats plus three and a half at Temple. This Temple team is a team that lost Week One to Villanova. They've lost versus Buffalo at home. We didn't even know Nova had a football team, but if they now that they do, Jay Wright probably coaches that one as well. So, uh, we are rolling with Cincinnati here as a road dog, but we don't need them. Bearcats win straight up at Temple. There we go. Yeah, I mean, that's 6-0 on the road. That's just not much – that's not much respect for, for Cincy. Uh, a quiet undefeated They're team. Ranked. They're ranked, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know uh, Temple beat Navy last week, but, like, they haven't done anything all season. Hey, Temple, Bill Cosby's not walking through that door. Sure, sure isn't. <laughs> Gotta love the Bill Cosby reference. Uh, Yikes. Yeah, so you got uh, uh, Bearcats uh, covering three and a half and straight up against the money line. It's a good one there. Double that one. Uh, what's your last game, Mike? Last one, which may be dreadfully boring, but that's why we like unders here. Mississippi State at LSU, Death Valley at night. Big game for both teams. This is really going to determine, you know, who takes 
somewhat the third, fourth position in the West, and you got LSU as a seven-point favorite. I mean, given the circumstances, I, I just don't – I think we're in a – I think Mississippi State's in a good spot to actually make this game competitive. Um, the total, though, has gone under in the past three games against LSU and Mississippi State. The average score has been 42. Um, LSU uh, – actually, no, Mississippi State, they're 4-0 and in their past four games against LSU. I didn't realize that in uh, the spread. Mm-hmm. And then – Mississippi State, they're number one in the SEC with rushing yards per game, with 241 per game on the ground for the first six games, and LSU's ranked sixth with 202. I mean, both teams are run heavy, obviously, so the time is going to pass us by. And in contrast to that, you got LSU, their 12th ranked in passing attack, which is 12 yards better per game than the Bulldogs, 13th ranked, 190 yards passing per game. So it's it's really going to stay on the ground. And Burrow, just to let you all know, has more games without a touchdown pass this season than he has with a touchdown pass. He has four without and three without. And Fitzgerald has three straight games without a touchdown pass. He's rushed for seven, and he's only passed for four. I think this is just going to be a drag, and it's going to stay low, and we're going to cash in early. It's a low under for a college game. Or it's a low total for a college game, too. Oh, it is. And, yeah. you know, we got screwed with the LSU-Florida one because that one clearly was going to hit. But, you know, given a last-minute play, the Buffalo Wild Wings type stunt, it didn't happen. But here, I, I, I'd be confident to say it'll be, a yeah. you know, I think 24 is going to be the highest score between the two. But I think it it'll stay in that three-touchdown range. Yeah. I think the under is still the call there. Um, yeah, do you have any comments well, on that game well, player? Are you good? What was that total you got it at, Mike? Over under? 44. Man, I saw one of the lowest ones I've ever seen today. I saw a podcast favorite, Shea Patterson, in Michigan, playing Michigan State. Over under is 41 and a half. Wow. Which is uh, NFL level low. I was just about to say that. This is NFL numbers. <laughs> It's just yeah, Big Ten football, man. They You're right, though. That way. I mean, I don't see State really getting an over – I mean, unless the number just keeps plummeting on their games. Like, I don't see that offense with the way they've been. If the Longs are playing a formidable opponent, I don't see them, you know, outscoring anybody by a lot. So, uh, I mean, I think the under is the right play. So, probably a good game, night game, Death Valley. Bring it on. Yeah, and I, I could kind yeah. of talk myself into playing Mississippi State plus seven, but – I may wait until game time. Hopefully it climbs up a little bit more and I grab an eight or seven and a half. Yep. Yeah, I think this is a winnable game for Mississippi State. That that LSU team, is they're good. They're kind of a fraud. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like that too. It's like weird. I don't want to keep doubling down on our order on LSU thing, but it's like they just – I don't know. Them beating Georgia didn't make me feel like it was a great feat. It just made me feel like Georgia was bad. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think we're setting ourselves up nicely to hammer the LSU team total whenever they play Bama. Because with Joe Burrows, they're not getting to 10 points against the Tide. No. I think we could get that at about 17 whenever they play Alabama. We could hammer that one very nicely. Setting up nice. Was that a game in two weeks or three weeks? It's got to be. We don't have much more than three weeks left of the season, do they? Oh, wait. No, it's, it's in two weeks because LSU's got to buy after this game. Yeah. So – 
they go they go play Bama after that. So this could be one of those sandwich games too of like, hey, LSU's looking ahead to that bye, looking ahead to Bama. Of course, they want to take care of business at home, but I think you're in a prime spot if you're Mississippi State at least to go in there and shock somebody. Yeah, I definitely think yeah, offensively it's a, it's a game we can definitely stay in until late. You know, both kickers have been making field goals. So I think it's going to be like a close game under, you know, three-point game, something like that. Uh, you know, so that's why minus or plus seven is probably not a, a bad play either. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so that's five, five games for both you guys, 5-0, and hopefully, coming back. Um, uh, let's, uh, Clay, why don't you run through yours real quick, and then uh, Mike will hit you just to cover everything. All right. Okay, I got uh, Arkansas minus seven, UCF minus 21, under 48 and a half in Kentucky, Vandy. I have uh, Mizzou minus nine and a half, and Cincinnati plus three and a half point underdogs. I've got Auburn Ole Miss over 62, uh, App State minus 26 and a half against Louisiana Lafayette, Memphis Mizzou over 74. Mississippi State, LSU under 44. And then we got Wazoo laying two and a half against Oregon at home to finish us off with a 5-0 and week. There we go. There we go. And uh, I wanted to throw in – It was as I was scrolling through today, it's kind of a tough week for money lines. Um, we went kind of two and three last week. Oregon and LSU, who I you know felt pretty decent about, came through. Arkansas looked like it was going to make us 3-0. But as Clay knows, uh, Ole Miss came through at the end. Uh, so this week, I'm going to go with a game we mentioned, uh, Michigan, Michigan State, going to be a low-scoring game. It's at, it's on the road. It's in East Lansing. I really think uh, it's Michigan State's plus 230 in this game. I really think that's – it's a – you know, they've, they've had some disappointing losses, uh, but they, you know, beat Penn State last week. I think it's a game that Michigan could slip up on. Maybe we see bad Shea Patterson again. So I think it's a, a pretty, pretty good value there for a, a series that, you know, Michigan State I think is – has um, won more than they've lost recently against uh, Michigan too. So uh, next up, I got Mississippi State. Uh, you know, in LA, or Mississippi State and LSU. Mississippi State's plus two ten on the road. As we just kind of hashed out that game, I think that's good value. State. Uh, you know, it's going to be a close three point game, so it could be either way. And then uh, going to go with my boys at Oregon again, plus one twenty five at Washington State. Um, if they're the best team in the Pac twelve, if they're the team that might get an outside shot at the playoff, they got to win this game. Um, I think they've kind of uh, shown that they can, uh, after that Stanford game coming back and winning at the, at the end in overtime versus Washington, that was probably a, a good morale booster for them. So I'm going to take Oregon plus 125. So I just but, uh, hate to see Michigan State <laughs> after they beat Penn State, and you're like, yeah, they'll beat the likelihood of that. I hate to shoot down your money line. Go it's, at it, man. It's just slim, but either way, I think Michigan State could cover that game because they always do against Michigan. Yeah. That's the What's, one, like, I think that's Jim Harbaugh's kryptonite is Michigan State in all reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could easily see bad Shea Patterson again is basically what I'm kind of thinking about. I mean, we the narrative on them at the beginning of the season was totally different than it is today. And, you know, the Big Ten's kind of hard to predict sometimes in the middle of the season. Uh, you know, going on the road, night game, you know, all these different factors that go into it. Um, it's an early start. Uh, things, you know, you never know. Uh, Penn State's not a bad team, and, you know, Michigan State winning that one. So, well. We know Shea's a fraud. This pod <laughs> knows. Oh, this pod has been fraud from day one. Yeah, we were on top of that. 
It would be interesting to see uh, Shea in the in the playoff with with Harbaugh. National stage. I don't know how Ole Miss fans would feel, but um, that would pretty much be exactly as expected that he would go there and be in the playoffs. So. <laughs> of course, of course. But uh, any other uh, closing thoughts from you guys for the weekend? We don't have any voicemails this week. Uh, shame on the listeners. But yeah, yeah, yeah I just want to express my disappointment in uh, in the lack of voicemails this week. Maddie, I know you're out there. I know you're listening. If you're going to give us that hot take of LSU pulling off the upset, we need to hear about it the following week. We want that voicemail, especially after how poorly your first voicemail went. And then October, Rob, we rode the Hawaii train. All good things in Hawaii come to an end. So uh, let's get those voicemails back up this week. I want to hear some hot takes from uh, the listeners. And uh, y'all help us win some money. We're, We're struggling over here. We're spending our tires. (laughs) <laughs> give us, give us yeah. that number, Jay. Matt, get out the pen and paper. Uh, no, man. I, I think we, I think we need to leave it on the listeners this week. I think we need to. They, they don't need the number. They need to. They need to find it themselves. Really show themselves. So, we'll, wow. uh, we'll give it to them. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're tough here. Um, you got another producer to get that voicemail. <laughs> for sure. Uh, no, actually, I have it right here. It's. Uh, no, I don't. It is not there. So we'll, 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 uh, we'll leave it to the, in the ether this week, but uh, yeah, no closing thoughts from you guys. Uh, good, good, good here. Had a couple of technical difficulties this week, but we fought through it. going to go 10 and 0 and uh, we'll be back here next week, guys. Thanks, man. Let's do Thanks. it. Another one down. Let's go. Peace. Thank you.